you know, this kid's suspend this kid and, you know, I'm going to bust this kid and, and whatever. And then I'd hear their story or they'd be in my office and you kind of understand what they're going through, whatever. And I'm On today's show, you're going to meet Justin Keat. Justin has become a dear friend of mine over the past 10 to 12 years. He is a wonderful individual. He is a high school principal and a big reason, a big catalyst for a lot of where the School of Life Foundation is today and the success we have with our after-school program. Justin came to me, uh, like I say, it was about 12 years ago. He'd heard me speak at an event and uh, he came to me a few weeks after that and he said, you know, at our school, we have this program. It's a restitution program for uh, for various reasons, kids who are in trouble or tardy or whatever, and they've got to stay after school and just sit in this room and they, they pay money for it. And But I think we need to accomplish something. Would you bring your straight A's of life and develop it into teaching this after school program? And that Listeners, that's where this all started, was a brainchild of taking our curriculum and molding it and shaping it that way. And uh, I think, you know, that's a whole nother story from there. But through that, I have seen a different passion about education than I see in a lot of individuals with Justin Keat. And I don't mean that uh, despairingly to anybody. I, I, I love educators and what they're doing. Justin has an innovative and unique approach, and it becomes infectious. And you're going to learn about that today. You're going to get to hear and feel of it. Uh, I put a shout out to all people in education. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Hopefully, all of us will spark a little more interest in that after listening to today's episode. So as always, and once again, here we go. From the School of Life Foundation, this is another episode of What You Given, a broadcast based on the invitation, find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world. This becomes your gift. Everyone has something inside of themselves to give. And I want to know, what are you giving? In my interviews, we meet people from all walks of life. I am Jack Rolfe, and on today's show, we have Justin Keat. Hello, Justin. Hello, Jack. So good to have you on. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome. I'm excited. It's good to be here with you. I am excited, too. And uh, to start off the show on the top here, why don't you just share with those listening today a little bit about your family? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, well, I have an amazing wife. Um, we've been married almost 24 years. I have six awesome kids, four boys, two girls. Um, my oldest daughter just got married this summer. My oldest son just got engaged a week ago. And um, my second oldest son um, received his mission call for an LDS mission to go to Japan uh, 
about a month and a half ago and he's going at the end of the summer. So we're, my family's changing. We're growing up and there's some big changes in our, in our family and it's, it's fun and crazy. And, uh, you know, we're doing good. I got a house full of of teenagers and a cute little 10 year old daughter who loves to dance and, uh, and an amazing wife that helps me keep it all together. So it's, it's a lot of fun. My family's doing great. I appreciate you asking. Well, you bet. Uh, you have a marvelous family, and that's you're, you're definitely in the thick of things right now with oh, yeah. all, all of that going on, and uh, you know trying to balance that. Uh, but I know you do a beautiful job. I, you know, one side note I was just thinking of here that the the uh, listeners might be interested in knowing is uh, your dear wife. Um, her family uh, lived in uh, my same neighborhood. Uh, we were basically neighbors where, where she was growing up. Yeah. And uh, then when I met you 10 or 11 years ago uh, through the School of Life Foundation, uh, I didn't even realize that. I'm not even sure we made that connection for, yeah. for a while after that. But yeah, I said your name one time to my wife and she said, I love that guy. That is that he was he is a close family friend and he's an amazing guy. And I thought, well. If my wife says he's good to go, then this must be this must be the guy I need to be working with on some of these projects. So. Well, that was kind of her. Yeah, they love that. they love you. And sure. uh, she she comes from an awesome family uh, herself. I agree. So just kind of fun connection there. But uh, That's right. You know, I want to jump jump a little bit right into education and. Um, in the intro, uh, you know, I've shared with people that you are currently a high school principal and uh, you've been on the advisory board uh, from the beginning for School of Life Foundation. And over that period of time, I'm just continually in awe of the passion that you have for education. And it's not only just in a passion for the academics part of it. But it's a passion to see every student that you touch improve their life and reach their full potential. And I'm I'm not kidding, folks that, that are listening. This that's who we're talking to today. And so I want to get a little bit behind that, uh, Justin. Could you share with us today, first of all, what got you into the education field and what uh, you know, how you've progressed up until this point in your career and what your philosophy is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, this is my, this is my 21st year in education. Um, I've been the head principal here, uh, at the high school here for uh, Desert Hills High School in St. George for three years. I was the assistant principal for eight. And before that, um, I taught for, um, about eight years or so. And I taught history and I taught German and I did driver's ed. So nothing scares me anymore. Every nerve I ever had has been fried in the driver's ed car. And that was <laughs> awesome. I, I loved it. I just, I, you know, I was heading, I was actually originally kind of heading in the route of physical therapy, which is, I don't know what you do. That's what my father um, did for 38 years. And, and there was just, the timing was just kind of off when it was time to really kind of decide that's what I needed to do. And, and there was something in me always just wanted to, to teach, just thought, you know, I love working with kids. I'm, I'm real passionate about that. I feel like that's my, really my purpose. And, 
and and maybe calling in life, I guess, is just working with youth. And I I love it. I used to tell my students, I can't believe they they pay me to do this. You know, I love teaching history. I love uh, working with kids and, you know, they don't pay teachers a ton, but I have a home and my kids eat food and, and have clothes and there's cars in the driveway. And it's, I love it. It's, it was so, so fun to get into education. So I, that shift to go to teach was, was one that happened really natural and easy. And, uh, I've loved it ever since then. So it's been awesome to spend a lot of years teaching in the classroom and then went back and got my master's degree in educational leadership and pretty young, I mean, I don't, I don't taught, I think eight years or so, pretty young, got an opportunity to be the vice principal at a, a, a high school here. I was 33 uh, when that happened and it was a big school, um, had just opened and, and growing. And that was awesome. That was a, a different, a different busy and a different um, kind of section of education to go from the classroom to go to more of a leadership and administrative role. But the opportunities that presented me to work with kids, um, you know, in some tough situations was really a cool challenge. And it was fun to be able to do some, try, try some new things, do some innovative things and dig in a little bit to really uh, try to make a positive difference with these kids any way that I could and, and get proactive doing that. Um, you know, the, the first few years was just kind of learning the job. And, and the more I worked with kids and the different situations and, you know, I thought, oh, I'm so tired of being, you know, I'm tired of being reactive to things. There's, I want to be proactive. I want to try new things. I want to do some stuff that schools haven't tried before. And I know that schools can do more in certain areas with kids with discipline or, or trying some new things. And so um, that's kind of what brought us together. I was put in charge of, you know, some um, the attendance pr problems when the kids have a lot of attendance issues, they would have to, you know, pay and go to this uh, like Saturday school or, or, you know, I don't even know what it was called anymore. Uh, I don't know if you remember what it was called, but it was restitution. Uh, restitution. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to go do restitution. They'd pay money and go sit there. And it was kind of a forced study hall. And, and I was just, you know, looking at all kinds of kids in there, right? Like I'm looking at Sterling Scholar students and 4.0 students and kids that are barely hanging on or, you know, you know, a, a step away from dropping out of high school that really needed some help. And, and I just thought, gosh, there is, there is something better than this. There is more that we can do here. And, um, you know, looking into one nice thing is, is the assistant principal or the principal of a school is you have some you have some flexibility to look into some programs and doing some things different. And nobody was, nobody was really doing anything different or innovative with that. And um, when I heard of the school of life curriculum and met you, I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I have to have. Um, you know, I've got to have, I've got to, we've got to get this in the school. We've got to get some positive, um, some positive messages, some motivation, some goal settings. This we can do more to help build a better student here and um, your curriculum with the School of Life and teaching some of those behavior skills and life lessons was right on the money. And that's, you know, I had this captive audience of these students. I thought, let's let's do this. Let's put this program in front of these kids and work out a deal where they can get out of restitution quicker if they choose to do this. And, and that's kind of where we started and 
geez, what was that? 12, 12 years ago now or so? Yeah, that was, it seems like yesterday, but it oh was 12 years ago. Yeah. It's been a fun and, journey, uh, fun journey. But that was, that was kind of the beginning of, of my, of a real spark inside me to just like to passionately chase after proactive, positive interventions at schools and to be able to do more to help kids in the right areas where I felt like the school could, could do more. And, and, you know, education's important. Their education's important. Math, science, English, things they learn here is, is critical, but, you know, we, we work hard to try to prepare kids for a little bit of an uncertain future. And, and we're kind of guessing a little bit as educators, as educators to what that future might be. You know, there's kids doing jobs right now that 10 years ago weren't even a word or a thing. And so, you know, to try to prepare them for that, it became clear that um, some of those life lessons and things that they learn, like in the School of Life program, um, you know, goal setting and flexibility and problem solving and, um, you know, being able to learn some resilience and, and moving through hard things, you know, in a way that where they find the opportunity in difficult circumstances, those kind of things were really helping kids and schools can do that. They can do more. They can, they can find innovative ways and proactive ways to teach those life lessons to students. And, and once we got a hold of that and figured out how to put this in the school in front of students, it was, I mean, man, it, it lit a fire in me that's still there. And I'm just, I'm super passionate about anything that will resonate and work with these students that's positive, that helps them become a better person. You know, I appreciate you sharing that, Justin. And I, I, I think that those are listening are, are getting a small sample of who I know you are. And I'm going to dig a little deeper so they can get a bigger sample. And I, but I first want to say I admire and respect anyone in education. And that's whether they're in the teaching realm or the administrative realm or research or what whatever it is, but I, I'll add to that, that the education profession is like any other profession. And by that, I mean, you have some individuals that show up uh, just to, to show up, right? And they yeah. check it off. I got the day done. I got my paycheck and we're good. And then there's others that show up because they really want to make a difference, yeah. And uh, so with that, I'm, I'm going to throw out a question to you here. When Justin Keat steps on his high school campus first thing in the morning, now I know you got millions of administrative things going on, yeah. but in regards to the students, when you step off of that campus that evening, what do you hope you have accomplished during the day for those students in your school? Yeah. You know, for me, something that I think about all the time, I actually have it written on a whiteboard in my office. I'm looking at it right now. We're recording this. I'm in my office. Um, you know, and, and I have the question written there. What does, what does every student need at Desert Hills High School? What does every student need here? And I feel like students come to school and they, and they need certain needs met, you know, and a lot of it, when you, when you ask Adults, sometimes they, they get it wrong a little bit of what maybe they need. But when you ask the kids, you know, things that are important to them, think about when you were in high school, maybe, you know, these kids come to school and they, they need to feel like they belong. They need to feel like they have friends. They need to feel safe. They need to feel like someone's got their back here 
like there is there is support here for them in any aspect of their life because we don't we don't know what they're going through. Kids are going through some tough things. Even kids that we may look at as you know having a lot of success and they're doing really well. Sometimes they're struggling really hard. And so for me, it's it's all about you know what does every student need here, and how can I create a culture where students know and feel that they matter and that we're going to work hard for student learning. That's what we're about educationally and for academics. But I want them to know that they matter and we care about them so much at this school and that we have some safety nets and some teaching and some opportunities in place for them to learn and grow and make sure they feel safe and, and, that they belong as part of this, as part of this family, our mascots, the thunder. So we call it, you know, thunder family is a big thing um, that they feel like they're part of the thunder family. We're going to take care of them like they're a family member, but you know, I want every student to look back on their high school time here or career when they graduate and just say, man, that yeah, I got a great academic education here along with my diploma. I graduated and man, that school cared about me. They, they cared about how I was doing, and I had some phenomenal opportunities to grow as a person. And when I had tough days or tough situations, um, you know, there were some things in place there where, um, that, that were pretty cool where, they, where I knew that they cared about me. I, uh, I can confirm that. I see awesome things coming out of your school with your students. There's been many programs you've implemented uh, and, and some uh, just extremely innovative uh, and your students excel, uh, you know, your schools received awards and I know that's not why you're in it, but that, uh, yeah. you know, shows some of the things you're accomplishing. Yeah. Um, you have a real low uh, dropout rate now at, at this yeah. point. You, it wasn't that way in the beginning, but you've worked hard at that. And so thank you for what you're doing. And I know you are an ambassador too. You're you're always talking to other educators and other administrators, and yeah. um, you know you're trying to uh, share your influence with others. And I know you're always trying to learn from others too. And I uh, I appreciate that about you as well. You I, I've never seen you think that you've uh, you know it all or you've reached the top because you're always searching, yeah. you know, to learn more uh, as well. And. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I just want to say real quick too, yeah. um, you know, big shout out to teachers everywhere and educators everywhere. And my, my staff here, you know, I love every, everyone gives 110% to these kids every day here. You know, my poor staff, they're just, they just roll with me with all these programs and new things I want to try. I always just say, Hey, something, you know, anything that we try that resident that helps and maybe saves, you know, one kid or two kids is worth it. You know, you know, something is something and nothing is nothing. If we try something and something works, then it's good. But man, my staff has just been phenomenal on rolling with me, trying some innovative things and programs. I think, Oh, they're still probably so tired of me piloting this program or that program, or, Hey, we're going to do, we're going to put this wellness room in place, or Hey, we're going to try this after school thing for kids. And, and they are so good. They work so hard day in and day out for these kids. So shout out to the teachers and coaches and, and those educators out there that just give everything they've got to students every day because it's it's happening and it's good. Yes, thank you. For, I, I, I echo that uh, as well. And 
you know, I want to go back to, you mentioned early on in life, you were looking at uh, the route of going into physical therapy and uh, then something sparked inside of you as well as other things happening that led you down the education path. And on this show, we talk about that as uh, your your soul speaking to you and and, and you listening to it and, and following it. And it's this divine guidance we get. Uh, you mentioned you feel like it's become your purpose. I've shared before on the show that um, a quote from Mark Twain that uh, the two most the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. And uh, I think you've figured out why, and it's that purpose of what you're doing uh, uh, in education to change the lives of individuals, which ultimately changes the lives, you know, right on down the line for generations uh, when you do that. And so, you know, you followed that path. And we, we talked then about as you do that, you start to learn skills and talents that you have that you can use as you develop that purpose further. What do you feel are some of those skills and talents that uh, you've been blessed with? We've all been blessed with different ones. And uh, when I say that, what do you feel like brings you joy as far as a skill and a talent? Yeah, I appreciate that. I think for for me, that's been something that I've worked really hard at and and feel like I've I've gotten pretty good at is just trying to include, trying to be really empathetic and and loving to people no matter what. You know, kids would come to my office as an assistant principal and sometimes as a principal here. And when they come to you, you know, they're not, they're not in having the best day sometimes or they're in trouble and they and they know they're in trouble or there's something that they've done. And and I used to think like, okay, you know, I, I want to do like, I just want to show this kid that I care and, and that they're loved and that they matter here. Like, I don't even, I don't even care what they did really. I mean, I mean, you have to just deal with some things and some things just have certain things that have to happen. But, but if I have any say over this and and we, we do a lot is, you know, what's the learning opportunity here. So something that I really feel like I've tried to work hard to be good at is, is being empathetic and connecting in a positive way where, where I understand where they're coming from and, and we're going to move through whatever that consequence is super quickly, if there even needs to be one, but we're going to find the positive here. We're going to find what can we learn from the situation and then we're going to move on and, and be a better person for this. And so being able to just, you know, quick, you realize really quickly that you are, you are in the relationship business here in education. And a lot of us are in our, in our jobs. I mean, you might think you're a, you know, even in physical therapy, what you do, or, you know, in healthcare, education, whatever you're doing a lot, you're, we're in the relationship business with people because we work with people. So having that ability to connect with people and have them feel like, man, this guy cares about me. And I used to, I used to love to just have them leave my office and think, gosh, that was completely opposite of how I thought that was going to go. That, that they were fair, you know, that they care about me. They want me to learn from this situation. You know, that, that went really well um, because I realized pretty quickly these students, a lot of times they're going through some hard stuff and you never know anyone's, you know, what they're dealing with until you know their story. When you get to know their story a little bit or what they're going through, man, it changes the way you look at the student. And, and you know, I remember thinking, oh, some of these kids like, oh, is this kid again? I'm just going to, you know, this kid's suspend this kid and you know, I'm going to bust this kid. And, and whatever. And then I'd hear their story or they'd be in my office and you kind of understand what they're going through, whatever. And I'm, 
And it just quickly turned into like, man, how can I help? You know, what can I do? And, and seeing them through some different eyes of, you know, I, I want to be here to, to mentor and teach as best I can. And let's just, let's find the good here. Let's get through this and let's, let's move on. And then found myself just, you know, following up with these kids, you know, how are you doing and how are you doing? And what can I do? That was that spark to do more in the schools. Hey, I don't just want to be reactive and, and punitive with things with kids. I want to, I want to build them up and I want to teach, um, you know, and, and really just make them a better person. So something I've tried to work really hard at is just having that, that empathy for the situation and trying to almost do the opposite and leave the students better than I found them and really surprise them in some ways of like, Hey, that was, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And, and that's, that's served me well. I've, I've had some really positive reactions from students and parents when we've, um, you know, been able to find the positives, learn lessons that we need to and, and put it behind us and move forward better. I absolutely love that. Um, you know, just kind of to briefly recap that uh, your your talent, your skill is exuding empathy and that you care for every one of the students in your school. And uh, and I'm sure the, the, the staff, uh, you know, feel that same way. And that becomes your gift, your gift to the world. And by sharing that gift, you're touching so many lives and it makes the world a better place for all of us. And uh, I've had kind of a front row seat for 12 years uh, to watch, you know, as you've developed that further and further. And I can share with those listening today that uh, this is not just a cliche response we're getting from Justin Keat because he he does live it and uh, he eats it, he breathes it, he drinks it and uh, exudes it. Uh, and so I, I definitely know that uh, if I still had children in school, I'd, uh, I would, wouldn't go wrong with having him sit across the desk from from Principal Keats. So thank you. You know, thank you for that. And so I'm, I'm going to shift that to the the, the invitation we have. Uh, that we go off of in this podcast is find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world. Now we're, we just kind of heard what, what brings you joy and and the need in the world we're hearing, you know, there's these students that are struggling, but how would you tie that together? How would you answer that? When I ask you find what brings you joy, Justin, and match it to the needs of the world. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, You know what, where I'm just in my element and what brings me joy is finding innovative and positive ways to serve, to serve the people I work with, um, to serve others. And I work with teachers and students. And so some, some of my funnest days here are, um, you know, any way that I can serve the teachers that are here and support them. Cause man, they're we're working hard for kids, you know, especially as a principal in the school here there, you know, I don't teach kids anymore in the class. So, you know, if I want to make a difference with some of these students, you know, I meet a lot of kids, but you know, these teachers are in front of, you know, 100, 180 kids a day sometimes. And, um, you know, if I want to, if I want to help them, then I help the teachers and, you know, really serving the adults that I work with and supporting them in innovative and positive ways. And the same thing with students, like, you know, things like your school of life foundation, other programs that we've done, other, 
other things we've piloted here, positive um, positive behavior interventions. Um, that's where I really feel like, hey, that that is what I want to give. That's what I want to spend my time doing, and that matches real nice with the needs of <laughs> with the needs of the world and students because there's um, plenty of struggles out there. There's plenty of hard things kids are going through and families. And when you can work hard to serve other people, do anything you can, um, you know, be innovative and um, you know, do, do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to help students in a situation to help parents and families. And, um, that's, that's really where I get the most joy is to, is to find positive, proactive, innovative ways to serve and help other people in my job. And, and I'm really blessed and lucky that that's, that's 10 through 12th grade, awesome teenage students who, um, show up here every day doing their best and and those good teachers and educators that are uh, here in our school and everybody from you know the custodians in my building to the secretaries and counselors and teachers yeah Any thank you that i can that. help serve them yeah yeah i i uh, it's just awesome and you know i share with our uh, trainers in our school of life program all the time that uh, we've had thousands of, of young people go through our program over the past several years. And if, if we've only touched one of them, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, that one person who knows what they're going to go on to become, but I know that we've touched more because we bring oh, yeah. in trainers that have the same kind of spirit about uh, teaching like you do. And Oh yeah. No d- um, dozens every year, Jack, honestly, I talk to the kids when they graduate the school of life program, tell me what you love, tell me what you liked. And I hear, I mean, it changes kids. You can see them becoming a different kid. And to me, that's, that's part of that, you know, anything we can do and being proactive and serving others. I've, I've literally seen, you know, this program that, that you've developed in this curriculum change kids completely change kids um that they're getting better grades their their parents call me and say what have you done with my kid they're in this after school program they're thanking me for everything they're setting goals they're making their bed in the morning i don't know what is going on here but i love it and you know there's there's kids that were were gonna drop out gonna you know not graduate that are that have now graduated and turned around i've and it's it's phenomenal to see the positive impact it has on some students. So I know it's changed a lot of kids through the years, and that's that's just been phenomenal. Well, thank you, you know, for sharing that. Uh, it's nice to get a shout out. It wasn't my intent for uh, setting this podcast. Oh, I'll give up, it. But... It's a you deserve a shout out, and this is, <laughs> this program's legit. It's legit. Uh, it's changing. It's changing kids for the better, and it's so cool to see. Well, I'll just add to that, um, uh, you know, we had the good fortune to put the curriculum together, but it's our School of Life trainers. It's our uh, director of training. It is our advisory board. It's our board of directors. It's our data analyst. It's everybody who has a touch with the School of Life is the reason that we're making a difference because they all care too. And that's what it's about, you know, coming together. the, the, the cliche, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Yeah, and, it really does. And uh, and a school is part of that village. It's, it's a big part of the village. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to ask you, Justin, if, if anybody's listening today, uh, depending on what stage they're at in their life, maybe they have an interest of in getting into education or maybe they're already in a career, but they want to help 
education. What, what did what would you share with people today on how to get involved and make a difference in the education realm? Yeah, I love that. I I think that's an awesome question. And I would say I would say if you if you want to jump in and get involved, you can do more than you think you can. We've had some awesome community partners. You know, we we started one of the first high school full uh, full functioning wellness rooms here at the school, and I had no money. And this is something we want to do for years: is give these kids a place to come and 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 reset, hit the reset button, and and maybe learn some you know some resilience techniques, you know, they can come in there and just and breathe and relax and take a break when they're having a super hard day. You know, they used to, you know, take off and, and skip school or, or go, you know, places that we didn't want them to go or with people we didn't want them to be with sometimes, or they'd go disappear in the bathroom. And, you know, that wellness room has just been awesome, but that was a community effort. You know, I had, I had, you know, interior designers come in and I just said, I want this to be, you know, awesome. What do you do? And they volunteered their time. These were so many people from the community came in. I had interior designers. I had, um, you know, I actually had estheticians and a spa expert come in and, and this is, I want the smell right in here. I want calming, you know, things for students in this room. And this needs to be a place where they can, you know, come in and really calm down and, and hit the reset button. And they're, they're struggling if they're here and how can we help them, um, you know, just kind of, you know, breathe yeah. and, and chill out for a minute before they head back to class. And, and um, you know, it was so cool to see. I didn't know how I was going to pull that off. I had no money. It was going to take some time and money. And it was, and all of a sudden these community people, just a phone call. And then, hey, maybe you call this person. And I, I know this person. All of a sudden there's this, there's a ton of people from the community in here, all this donating furniture, donating stuff. I didn't pay for any of it when we opened all the furniture that was in there and the, and the lighting and the, the painting, all the stuff we did, almost all of it was donated by the community. So, I mean, these are people who never thought, you know, interior designers, estheticians, people who who never thought, and they made that comment that they could do something like this to help students in in a high school here and help them in a in a critical time in their life when they're struggling and, and a critical moment maybe at school, but that they did, and and it's it was so cool to see that. So, I, I would say if you have any you can do more than you think you can. And schools can use any help they can get because we're always looking for better ways to do anything. And that, like I said, we're in the relationship business. So any positive connection we can give, you know, to students is, is awesome. And a lot of these things that kids are going through, you know, like struggles with, you know, suicide, you know, ideation or social, emotional struggles, mental health, those aren't, those aren't unique to our neighborhood or school. Those are community problems. You know, those are, these are your neighbors, you know, these are the people that live next to you. These are, and, and it does take a village. And so that community can come together and, and talk and serve and help each other any way they can. And we've had some awesome community partners and that's just a little maybe sampling. So anyone that's thinking along those lines and how can I give and what can I do? There is way more, follow that prompting, you know, follow that thought and get in there and ask. I would, you know, I love any kind of help I can get from the community and there is way more you can do than, than you think you can. I'm going to pause there for a minute, Justin, and, and echo what you just said about following that prompting. So those listening today, while Justin was speaking about how you could get involved if your soul whispered to you, and I'm thinking many of you 
are feeling that right now that you have something you could give or something you could offer or a talent you could share with local uh, school or somewhere in education, if you're feeling that, have the courage to act upon it and act upon it now, move forward. And you just heard from a high school principal that uh, it doesn't matter what it is, but it can make a difference. And it might even be something new that sparks uh, some you know, amazing things. So follow, follow, follow through with that. Well, you know, uh, before we started recording today, uh, Justin, you and I were chatting a little bit and and we talked about the fact that uh, the show goes about 30 or 40 minutes and, um, and we're just getting started, right? <laughs> I, I know it feels like it just started. And because you and I love so much helping young people, we, we both said that time's going to be over before we know it. And, and yeah. here we are, we're, you know, that? we're to that point. Uh, I'm sad because of that, but I'm excited as always. And my people that are listening here today know that when we get to the end, we, we have what we call the golden nugget question. And so, Justin, to finish us off today, uh, what the golden nugget is, if, if you wanted people to take away just one thing from Justin Keat today, it could be something we've already talked about, or it could be something we haven't even talked about. What would be that one golden nugget you want them to take away from you today? Yeah, um, I I think that would be you can do more than you think you can do, kind of playing off our last little comment there. I think um, if you have, I'll go along with what Jack said, if you have a thought of what you can give or you want to give or you want to do more, follow that thought. And that might not even be going into the school and asking. That might be um, your grandchild or a neighbor kid or anybody that can a smile. How you doing? Go watch their football game. Ask them how things are going. And just kids, kids love any positive interest and anyone showing any concern or care for them in any way and don't be afraid to talk if you see a, a concern and and maybe think about in your head you know how can i how can i serve this kid whoever's come to mind when you're thinking of that grandchild neighbor or go into the school you know we have we have some we have a lady here at our school that just she just meets with students who struggle who maybe don't have a lot of parent support and we have kids that she she feeds them and she, I didn't know she was doing that at first. And she's like, Hey, can I have a little, you know, is there any kind of budget for you know, these kids are coming every day to eat in my room and they don't have anything. And I was like, Oh man, yeah, we gotta. And, and these kids that were not going to graduate would get their diploma and they still stay in touch with her. And so, and, and this is just out of love, you know, out of, out of loving and following through with, with the idea that you can, you can stretch yourself and you can do more and more than you think you can and have the courage to do that. So I would just encourage any of the listeners, um, you have something to give the world. You are part of the community that you live in, wherever that is. There are neighbor kids, grandkids, kids at the school. Don't be afraid to go talk to the school, man. If I had, you know, adults who just want to give more or want to help kids any way they can show up here. We are, we are making that happen. You know, there are things you can do. So follow that, follow that thought 
and have the courage to know that you can give more than you think you can and that that will make a positive difference in in the lives of your community and schools and you know whether it's students or or even adults but you know i hope i hope your listeners take away from me you know have the courage to to try something new to do anything you can do to serve or help or love anybody and that can be small simple things that you do every day and a lot of the things that we've done here that have been successful have just been having the courage to try something different. You know, I didn't know if we could do some of this stuff in, in schools and, and it's worked out and some of it's been really good and, and literally saved and helped kids. So um, find the courage to follow through with that and follow your heart and, and look for opportunities to serve in your community and schools and neighbors and, and help any way you can. And, and not only will you lift others around you, but that that will that will come back to you um, more more than you give. So um, that's what a great piece you. of advice, wonderful advice for any aspect of your life. You can do more than you think you can do. Thank you, Justin, for leaving that with us uh, and leaving everything with us today. And uh, as we wrap up the show, again, for those listening, I want you to remember that your heart feels for you, your mind reasons for you, but your soul speaks to you. Are you listening? Did you listen today? If so, what did you hear and what did you learn? Will you now have the courage? to act upon what you felt. Thank you for tuning in. Please follow us on your podcast app so that each new episode is always downloaded, ready for you to listen in, and then share the link with others. We would love to have you leave a review and follow us on Instagram. A special thanks goes out to our producers, Ben and Kayla Martin. Now. It's time to move upward and onward and ask yourself, what you giving? <laughs>